Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Christian culture. I've basically forgotten what week it is at this point, but thanks for uh, coming along with us on the adventure. For those of you who have talked to recently, you know that I am no longer in Houston right now. Uh, I am here in Denver, Colorado, where it's freezing cold (laughs) with uh, a a new host, a special guest we have here. Uh, This is Brittany Bach. Brittany, you want to say hi? What's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, So I met Brittany a a while back. Uh, She came down to Houston for the Steubenville Encounter, a young adult conference, which was really awesome. We had kind of a uh, random meeting there. Uh, oh, yeah, that first week, that first week in October. Yeah, um, uh, so we were, we were at the conference, and we, we happened to go to the same talk. We, we'd never met before that. It was... Parish or Parish. Parish or Parish, yeah, so how, how young adults can uh, stay active in, in their parish and help build that up since young adults are so uh, commonly overlooked in the parish. So we were both at that talk and we both happened to stay afterwards to talk with the, the speaker. And I overheard that you said you liked soccer, or that you played soccer. Yeah. 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 So I was talking about the church and here in Denver and where I'm going and had a few questions and was going through all, all the different states I lived in and every state I went into, I found a new church. And so mentioned, oh yeah, well I traveled so much because of soccer. Mm-hmm. And so then afterwards he had to run out, um, and you're like, wait, you play soccer? Yeah. And so. Yeah. So that was that was kind of how we met, but it kind of started a kind of a cool friendship, kind of a cool adventure, which actually brings us here. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of a, an interesting road. Uh, a lot of things have come together. It just so happened that my family was vacationing here in Denver uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, so we were able to come together to do this podcast for y'all. So yep. uh, enjoy. She is the first special guest that we have on the show. Hopefully many more to come. So hope y'all enjoy. Yeah, so last night we actually we had a little bit of a friendsgiving mm-hmm. ourselves. Uh, my face still hurts from <laughs> from laughing so hard. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. But yeah, so we, we kind of just hung out with some of your friends and yeah, brought them in. Just kind of two gals that had met randomly. It's pretty cool how God is just working here in Denver yeah. with the friendships. And so um, met a couple of them before and then i met new faces last night and it was a smaller group still but to yeah. to bring you in was so fun <laughs> yeah, there's like seven or eight of us there mm-hmm. and we, we had tons of food more than any of us could eat but yeah. it, it was so good it was a lot of fun met a lot of cool people yeah but yeah so that was that was a lot of fun but yeah so a lot of you guys as you know if you've been listening to a podcast so far this year um so the podcast is kind of focused on on stories right usually stories told through books movies and music but it's important to remember that 
the reason we are fascinated with these stories is because we can relate to them. And since we relate to them, in a way, part of these stories become part of our stories. So today, uh, Brittany and I are really going to kind of focus on her incredible story, but also a few of the many stories that have become a part of hers and kind of how they've um, shaped that a little bit and, and shaped kind of my life a little bit too. So we'll, we'll go into that as well. So, uh, yeah, you kind of want to tell us a little bit about like your past, what, 10 years? Yeah, uh, about 10 years. Um, so, you know, when God's just like calling at your heart, speaking at your heart. So yeah. college, um, went to university of Notre Dame, 2005 to 2009. So I went there to play soccer. Right. <laughs> um, and just throughout my journey there, obviously there's just distractions of college and uh, really soccer was my main focus as well. Mm -hmm. But I just had this desire. I just wanted to get more in prayer, but I struggled. I like legit, there were days, even weeks, where I just struggled to even get into prayer and I'd almost get upset with myself. Yeah. And so um, I'd go to church, but soccer kind of took over a lot of times. Um, but yeah, I just struggled with that. And then uh, right out of college, uh, the professional soccer league started. So I was super blessed. Woo woo. Yeah. Timing. Yeah. So I uh, got drafted and went out to LA my rookie season. So senior year in college. And going along, and everywhere I went, every city that I was in, it was LA, DC, Buffalo, Denver, Sweden, Jersey, Literally Houston, everywhere. like all over the map. I'd find a church that I'd go to and I'd just get right. involved, not super involved, but I'd go to mass and um, was craving a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and then in 2012, the Pro League folded. So it's the WPS. And then the Pro League folded and was playing here in Denver, actually, because my sister lived out here mm -hmm. uh, since 2009, which is kind of what brought me. And I wanted to train higher altitude. So I thought, right. why not? Um, go for the challenge. Yeah. But then an opportunity came up in the off season of our normal WPS season uh, to go overseas to play in Sweden professionally. And so within three days that I had messaged someone, got the call, they're like, we want you, we need you because a player got hurt. I packed my bags and within three days moved to Sweden. And well, for the three months of the left of season, um, within two and a half weeks, so it was in our second game that I was there. I blew my ankle out so bad. And I had given up just so much, like being in the States. I had my jewelry business, my boyfriend at the time, um, my family. And I was just really homebody. So I feel like I just gave up everything to go play soccer there. Mm -hmm. And within two and a half weeks, I blew out my ankle, which eventually got surgery later that year. Right. And I'm like, like God, why did you bring me out here? Like, I thought like this is where I was going to play soccer and it, everything was just kind of taken away and all I had was nothing with soccer I mean right. um so in that though that was one of the biggest transitions kind of of my faith and my prayer life where I got to go to the lake there was a small lake I only had a bicycle that was there and the town had like 1700 people so there wasn't wow. like a ton to do and I was going to be there and I thought I'd get back to training um but it just my ankle wasn't getting better so I went to the lake and I brought my Bible and one of my teammates at the time, um, another American, Kendall Fletcher, she's like, why don't we, Shout out. yeah, <laughs> but she ended up, um, 
she had done some stuff in Australia through the church. And anyways, we went through the book of Acts and she goes here, let's read through the book of Acts, read through it. And then once a week, we'll just sit and talk about it. So that's kind of where I started to like get back in. And I was going through my Bible and seeing where I had circled things from before, from years before. Um, but just like really getting that silence. It's, it's kind of crazy how that all like came together too. Uh, there's part of that story that I didn't, didn't even know either. So the whole, uh, you said someone had to get injured for you even to get that spot and it, it all kind of just came together. And then your own injury coming only two, two and a half weeks after being there, only two games in, that, that kind of seem, seems like it's something that's really rough uh, mm-hmm. in, in the moment and, and it's really frustrating. Um, Obviously, I've never done professional athletes, but but I've I've done like different sports as I, as I grew up and stuff. And whenever I get hurt, it's always the most frustrating thing mm-hmm. in that moment. And so I can only imagine it's that much more when it when it's when it's your life, when it's your livelihood. But from that from that devastation, that suffering, Christ kind of spun it uh, and made that uh, an opportunity for you to reach back towards Him, right? Mm-hmm. So to reach back out and to refocus on kind of. Um, what, what is your purpose, you know? So you, you kind of talked about how your mindset was, well, I'm only here to play soccer. This is my focus. This is um, this is what I'm going for. And then he kind of helped you refocus that. So that, that was kind of a cool mm-hmm. part of the story, I think, mm-hmm. that, that's really um, no, it it's is. kind of a blessing in disguise. It is. And that gal, she had torn her ACL, and they needed someone just like that. And ironically, later in my career, but – to have empathy on people with injuries Mm -hmm. then come to find out the next four years you know I uh Sweden I got my surgery and I came back into the states the pro league started back up in the U.S. the NWSL and signed in Jersey and um again still like searching but I I was getting more and more on fire and uh just like getting in the word and everything so that was a huge point um that year that year and empathy and then that year of 2013 is when um it just started hitting hard with injuries so it was a rough I've had 11 surgeries all in all but that that first year in Jersey um still again finding churches and and getting involved Bible studies with some teammates. Um, I had some great mentors. Some were just totally a God thing sitting in Panera, randomly meeting a friend, Oliver, who became a good mentor to mine. And then T Scott was in 2013, our strength coach became a huge mentor of mine. And just all these little seeds planted along the way that were just kind of God, like pulling me closer to him and through all the surgeries and injuries. And there's some pretty cool stories with that, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> but, um, maybe next time. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's kind of amazing how, uh, in, in those moments of, of confusion and, and, and suffering that Christ brings someone into our life, whether it's, um, that friend of yours from sweet who you met in Sweden, who was actually the American, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of happened to be there or, or your training coach, your um, strength condition coach, um, all these people that he kind of puts into our life. But yeah, so it, it's kind of hard to recognize at the time, but as we go back and we re- reflect on our lives, we kind of see that these sufferings are kind of blessings in disguise. And, and that's, that's kind of a, a reoccurring focus, I think throughout your, your story from what I've been able to tell that's I don't know it's just really really interesting but I I, I guess 
just a few questions. So as a, as a professional athlete, I can't even imagine what it's like trying to kind of maintain your faith on, on, on that team in that kind of atmosphere. Uh, was that something that was like hard for you to struggle with? I know you said you tried to find churches everywhere you went, but as, as far as being a professional athlete, was that something you kind of struggled you, with? You know what? I never really struggled. I think, um, well, I would go and go to church. Um, I'd have scripture before every game I'd read scripture. I'd have my Bible open. I wasn't ashamed. Um, it became what people knew me as. Mm -hmm. And I had transitioned a lot from where I was in college and it was like pulling at my heart, but just wasn't there, but it was in the suffering. It was in the injuries, the setbacks, the disappointments, the Sweden, when I just felt like, why did you bring me here? And it was through that along my journey where I feel like my fans and like teammates and coaches could really see the growth in me. And my college coach, Randy Waldrum, five, six years later, was my pro coach in Houston. Oh, wow. So I'm sure, I don't even know like if he saw the growth in me. Um, but it became something that just not ashamed. And, and that is what, like, I'm not going to hide something that has helped me through. Cause even the encouragement from like friends and teammates and everything, there were just times where I'm like, you don't understand like this pain. And, um, it was like suffering so much in that and just being in tears and just so low that Christ was the only thing that like I could ultimately cling to yeah. that just gave me comfort. Yes. So that poured out because I'm like, the comfort that I got from that and in my biggest sufferings, like I wanted to show other people that it is not my strength that's getting me out of this, it's his. And I even operated on my own strength even more and more and more, like physically and working to get back and training. But I was just like, I can't. Like he's shown me so much love and grace and I want to help encourage other people because there's so many people hurting in their own struggles, in their own battles. But using almost like my cross I had to bury that that struggle in the injuries and all of that and other mm -hmm. things but how can I help others in that way and it became something that like the more I shared just random people hey I needed to hear that today and so I just asked that I can continue to work on him his yeah, strength yeah and, and that's that's actually really cool and, and kind of hopeful you know cause a lot of times we get this idea that uh, our faith is something we kind of have to keep to ourselves uh, and whether that's um, as a professional athlete or whatever we do or a student we kind of get this idea that we have to keep it to ourselves but you kind of embracing that is, is really helpful because even in uh, an atmosphere where you, you would expect it to be really challenging they accepted you and not mm -hmm. only did they accept you but it sounds like there was a lot of growth for other people from that you know, mm -hmm. so a lot of other people were able to see that. So kind of embracing your, your faith, embracing that allowed other people to grow from that too. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, that's like really, really cool um, and hopeful for, for the rest of us. Well, too. yeah. And sometimes like it's, you might feel abandoned or just hopeless in ways. And I just wanted to, it's just knowing the grace God showed me and I, I want other people to feel this. And, and it's like, also like I 
to go through all that I did with the 11 surgeries and up and down and up with the national team and out and up in another surgery. It's like, this has to be for a reason. Like I can't like, this is just too much to bear. Mm -hmm. And so knowing like, and that empathy from that first injury from the girl that I got to go play in Sweden, like it is through that. It's like, there's so many people that are hurting and we are called as a community of people to help each other. Yeah. I mean, kind of going off that, like being a community of people on on the team uh, and playing in that atmosphere since you were a little girl, has that uh, kind of influenced your understanding of the the body of the church, the body of Christ and and how we're all part, part of that as well? Yeah. I mean, I, that's one thing I loved being playing soccer or other sports when I was younger too, but just being part of a team and just like that band of well for guys band of brothers but like just the I always I don't know why I always say that band of brothers but my teammates really you're around them all the time you're encouraging them you're helping them through you're suffering together you're losing together you're winning together and um just like yeah picking each other up when they're down and being that support system and so just in the church and this has been a beautiful transition um, to where I am now a very hard transition but this past year in Denver and where I'm at and like really struggling with my identity and not playing soccer because that I wanted to be a national team world cup olympics and the team and what I got out of playing on a team and all the different teams so I would have loved to play for one team Mm -hmm. and just be so full force in that city but it was a blessing to live in so many cities and get to experience just different groups of um groups of fans too like in those cities and to see how they respond and it was an encouragement but in the church now just so thankful because every city i was in tried to get a little bit involved in the church but i also had my soccer team so here when i'm like don't have a team don't have soccer the church like it has just been so beautiful in the last couple months that that's been so fruitful yeah i think there's a special lesson uh especially coming from uh your soccer background um obviously i'm I'm more familiar with soccer than some of the other sports but you have your unique role right so you said you were a center mid and occasionally a few other places too but you have this this role on the team that you're expected to perform and and you're necessary. You're absolutely necessary. Uh, I get, I'm sure you can attest playing with 10 people rather than 11 mm-hmm. is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It's a complete game changer. And so when that one person's not there, when that one person's not giving their all, the, kind of the whole team suffers because of that. And and that's the same for the body of Christ too. When one of us isn't performing up to our capabilities and, and our faith in, in the church and trying to build up others and, and not just other Christians, but the entire world like that's our responsibility to to serve and love everyone but when one of us or a few of us are slacking in that we all feel that because we're all part of that team we're all part of that that body that family and, and we all feel that that suffering that comes from that and so that, that's kind of a, a cool transition to i think oh yeah and i i have a book study that i do every wednesday night and just that has been another blessing that has just come in but just talking about spiritual gifts lately and what do you have to offer and talking about like the Christ is one body and we all have something to give in a different way and we can't all we can't all be all of one person and so it's so beautiful yeah like on the soccer field 
I was really good in the air, heading, in the tackle. But if we had all players like me, it wouldn't be so strong. But everyone bringing their beautiful gifts to it, it is just what a team can do. And that's like same in the church. We have all these things that we can offer, but to go out, encourage one another, and love each other for what they have to give and go out and do that, it's just just blesses more than... Than what we could do on our own right and, and that's where that's where the growth comes from mm-hmm. not only on, on the field but spiritually too and, and kind of going off of that what was it like trying to like have that community uh not not just on the field obviously but like your spiritual life as well when you're traveling so much i know like kind of talked about it a little bit maybe we talked about it before recording mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. could you just kind of talk about what that community life off the field was like and how you're trying to keep your spiritual life a part of that yeah so when we're on, so as part of my team, I mean, we are have practice in the morning, some days have double days, then we're traveling on the road. It was pretty cool. Some of my teams, um, not all the time, but we'd get together and listen to a podcast together. So there were a couple girls that'd get together. Christ and culture, check it out. <laughs> and that, <laughs> too, before games, we would have, we'd have some, especially the last couple years, a group. I think it was through FCA, but someone would come and we'd pray. We'd oh, say, cool. whoever wants to pray in the locker rooms, we'd say it in both rooms. Hey, whoever wants to pray, we're meeting in this room and we're going to pray. So that was That's really awesome. cool that through the community, it was, and it was growing. We'd, we'd invite more people just before the game to pray together with their, our opponents. But um, within soccer and then doing stuff in the church, um, this is also something that was a huge blessing in my life, totally unexpected but I've been doing this jewelry business with Premier Designs for, I'm starting my eighth year now. And when I went through a ton of injuries and surgeries in these states, and sometimes being around soccer, I was just like, it was hard for me because I'm like, I want to be there. And I wasn't, the, the team bonds when they're playing and all that when I wasn't there. So I sometimes pulled away and it was through that, which was totally, because I'm like, I'm an athlete, da 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 And... Now I beautifully am brought into this company with Premier Designs, but that, when I started loving and serving on people at my jewelry shows, that is what brought me into an even bigger, like, part of the body of Christ. I met girls that I at a jewelry show that I ended up doing a Bible study with them. I ended up living with some of them. So, but it was through soccer that people are like, "Oh, soccer player," and then I do the jewelry shows. But that would just grow immensely and through church though like not through church but through scripture and I'd meet some people and I'd share my faith there not overbearing but for people to see that yeah it was an opportunity for uh, doors to be open for you to to meet new people and to share your faith in new ways right yeah and like a different realm that I wasn't expecting at all that's awesome so um but yeah we we also talked a little bit before uh, we got started here about when you were younger, your Thanksgiving uh, mm. kind of practices, you didn't re- really remember a whole lot with your family, but there there was one tradition that you, you remembered pretty well. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we had, and I don't even, I think it was like seven years in a row, but we would have this Boca Raton for ODP, Olympic Development Program. Um, we'd be in Boca Raton, Florida for Thanksgiving for I don't know how many years it was straight. So we had our family when we were younger. Uh, whatever we had done, um, soccer took over a lot. 
but having this community and friendship and just yeah your team became your family and then your family grew because the soccer teams are just growing and that was a really cool tradition um that I had for several years and it was you were sad to be away from family um but that was your second family that in the community of soccer and you got to see the same girls and the same coaches for the most part um and build really good friendships off of that so in thanksgiving you know you get together we always were like oh soccer players we love food they'd bring us and give us (laughs) just supply us with food um and then that led into college as well so then i started to uh with notre dame we went to the final four three years in the elite eight so we were never home for thanksgiving because we were still in the tournament um and just being brought in by families that were in the city maybe we were at and getting together as a team it was just like wow and that's like the families of that that would bring me in um bring our team in makes me think of all these cities that i was with for soccer Mm -hmm. of families in different cities they're like do you have somewhere to like do you have a family are you having dinner ever like with a family can we take you in and i've had several families in all these different states that were like come have dinner with our family and just invite me into their home. Wow. And I was so thankful. And there was one family, awesome. the Battles, that took me in. I had a lot of wonderful, amazing host families um, that basically registered to be a host family for soccer players because we didn't make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But this one family I met through an injury, through ACL, because I tore my ACL the first game in Houston. And their daughter, Sarah, had just torn their ACL. So we got bonded fan to player because of an ACL. I ended up going to her graduation party because I wanted to lighten her spirits. And through that, the battles like are like another family to me. Like I have a ton of people that have taken me in and I wish I could just call them all out and tell them how amazing they are. Shout out Um, to all the host families. But they (laughs) seriously, but they took me in for like a couple months after season, uh, because I was in transition like that and I just remember taking a shower I know this is kind of I remember taking a shower in their home for like five six days straight and I was so thankful just for a warm shower that this family was so loving to take me in and like that hit me hard and I was just more in prayer just being so thankful yeah for all of that and it was through soccer that brought all this together yeah that's amazing actually that's really cool Um, But yeah, so kind of going off the Thanksgiving idea, um, obviously that's kind of our theme for this week Mm -hmm. uh, with Thanksgiving being right here. Uh, So first of all, we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving if you're listening to this podcast. By the time you're listening to it, it might be a little bit past Thanksgiving, but just imagine that we're saying it to you before uh, and (laughs) everything will be fine. So uh, we actually, the kind of the movie theme for Mm -hmm. today is kind of a strange one for the reason that... It's a movie that neither Brittany or I have seen since we were very little. Um, so <laughs> we actually had to do some research on this one to even be able to remember part of it. But it's a Thanksgiving classic. So it's the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. And neither of us have seen it in a long time. So bear with us. But uh, we highly encourage you to go check it out this Thanksgiving if you don't do that already as part of your family tradition. But we, we have a few kind of quotes that we really want to go off of that that kind of really stuck to us as we were talking about what we wanted to um, go through here and there's just one that I really like it's a a conversation between Charlie Brown and his his sister Sally and it goes kind of something like this so Charlie Brown 
talking to his sister says holidays always depress me and sally responds i know what you mean i went down to buy a turkey tree and all they have are christmas things and then charlie brown responds for christmas already and I think that's that's kind of something that our society has embraced mm-hmm. a lot since this movie has come out. Because we have all these Christmas things that are coming out even before Halloween now. Mm-hmm. Right? It just keeps getting earlier and earlier. And we're so focused on Christmas that we overlook Thanksgiving. And I know people talk about this a lot. But something that I've been thinking about a lot recently actually is we are so focused on gifts as a society mm-hmm. that we forget the people who give them. You know, we're so focused on the gifts that we forget the people who give them. And so that's exactly what's happening here. So we're so focused on Christmas because we want to get the gifts. Maybe there's other reasons too, but that's that's kind of a, a common association with Christmas that we overlook Thanksgiving where we tell the people who are giving us those gifts how thankful we are for them, especially our family uh, and, our, and our friends. Obviously, we had the friends giving mm-hmm. last night. But I think that's kind of the same thing that we do with God, right? We get all these things in our life and we're so happy while we have them, but then maybe we lose them and we're no longer like happy because we're not thankful for God. We're not thankful for the one who gave us those gifts. We're thankful that we have them, right? We kind of overlook the person, the being that gives us those things instead. Mm -hmm. Even life itself, you know, we kind of overlook that, which kind of leads into Another quote uh, from a character on Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, Marcy. Marcy says, But Thanksgiving is more than eating, Chuck. You heard what Linus was saying out there. Those early pilgrims were thankful for what happened to them, and we should be thankful too. We should just be thankful for being together. I think that's what they mean by Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown. And this mentality of gratitude is something that shouldn't just be happening on Thanksgiving Day, this is something that should be happening every single day of the year, every single moment of our lives, right? We, we have this one day just to remind us, but it should be something that goes throughout the year. And especially on the holidays where we're, we're being reminded of that. And this is something I used to struggle a lot with, being ungrateful. And my family and friends from when I was younger can attest to this. Uh, we actually have my brother here, uh, Dylan, uh, so he can also attest to that. So shout out to Dylan. He's sitting over here watching the Vikings game. <laughs> uh, so he, he can he can attest to that. Um, when I was younger, something uh, b- being grateful wasn't really something I was good at. And it's still something I struggle a lot with. But I, I started to focus so much on the negative things of my life, the, the hard parts, kind of like what we were talking about with your story, mm-hmm. that... I overlooked all of the blessings, all of the good things, all of the, the people that were in my life, right? And just the amazing life that I, that I had been given. And so a uh, girlfriend at the time actually told me about this and, and made me focus on this a little bit more. And I started doing something that I'd never done before. So each night before I went to bed, I started to reflect on my day. Every single thing that happened, anything from waking up, I would thank God that I had a bed to sleep in or that I was able to have life that day, you know, or uh, I went to breakfast in the cafeteria at college and I was like, well, I'm glad that I I have a college to go to or that I have shoes to put on to walk to the cafeteria and food to eat while I'm there, you know? So I I would go through every single part of my day that I had done that day and 
I would just thank God for that. My home, my ability to have a job, go to school, literally anything I could think of, I would try to, to thank God. And uh, there was this saying, I don't even know who told me it, but it's, if tomorrow you only had the things that you thanked God for today, what would you have mm. left? And that thought just kept going through my mind. Well, I need to thank God for everything then. I, like my life, my family. So I go through my family every single day and I thank them for all my friends, everyone that I encountered that day, every conversation that I had, I would try to do my best to thank God for that. And it completely flip-flopped my life and changed it. I started seeing blessings in people who used to frustrate me. I started being able to uh, see hope in situations that caused me a lot of stress and anxiety before. And a lot of growth came from that. And so that prayer was something that really transformed my life. And I think talking to you, you kind of had something in your life too, where you went to music Mm -hmm. for that. So you want to talk a little bit about how music kind of helped you with that? Yeah, it was 2013. And it was our first game of the season. So I played full 90. I'd gotten hit in the rib pretty bad. I remember it was like in the 10th minute. I was like, that did not feel good. And then got a concussion concussion later on that game. So I come out of that and I'm just like, this is the first game back from coming from Sweden. And, oh, I can remember this. It was a rainy day and I, it was about 10 days after I'd gotten that initial hit. Um, I'd been sitting out because of the concussion and I drive to our trainer's office and I had to see a doctor and ended up finding out that my rib, that I had to go get x-rays because it was fractured so I get in the car and it's raining it's pouring rain I have to go in the car to the hospital by myself and I was just like why god like what and I turned the radio on and on came blessings by Laura Story it was Mm -hmm. the first thing that popped on and I just started bawling just tears came flushing out of my eyes and I was just, I sat, and before I started driving, I was in so much pain with my rib, and I was just like, why, God? Why is all this happening? Like, why? And then it was like, sometimes blessings come through, you know, all the hard times in our life. And it just, and this has been a theme, seeing how all, I used to be a very negative, too. My parents, there was, 2010 was a really hard year, and... I was so I was so negative in ways because I was like I'm working so hard I'm trying so hard I'm giving up so much things to do this like why is it being taken away from me and so music was somewhere where it just started to just fill me in places um, where I couldn't express them in other ways and so started listening a lot more I think it was K Love in Jersey but it turned into in that whole year with the with the music and where I would just take in the hurt and the pain that they expressed through songs mm-hmm. and it was something that I could sing to I could cry out as I sang so I started listening to a lot of Christian music and that brought me into Houston and KSBJ was a huge huge blessing in my life yeah and like you said that's a really a huge common theme all through throughout your life and I think when we take the time to reflect on that we notice that in all of our lives we just when, when we don't take time to think about it and to recognize it, we don't see those blessings. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do focus on those negative aspects. And so we can actually take those negative things and we can turn them around and, and bring good from them. God does that all the time in our lives. And we've talked about that in previous episodes too, 
but you shared a story earlier about uh, your roommate actually so we can give her a shout out too mm-hmm. but you want to talk about like what she's doing right now to, to offer up kind of that suffering yeah and this is just a blessing within I, I just become more and more everything is just gratitude and Corby um, one of my roommates I have three amazing roommates right now that have just I can't even express that opened in June and first of all Corby has a gratitude calendar that she does and so finds kind of what you were talking about but we were talking one day about pain and suffering and whether it's for um, physical or we're, we're struggling to get through something in the day or something's very challenging at work and she told me a story how she started to run again and when she's working out she's like do I want to do it no but how can I take that suffering and pain so use that and offer someone up something up for that pain and that suffering and so she would take that offering and that pain and how can she offer up her students you know she's trying to help these students out and it got me just thinking like man first of all music hits me in a certain way it just reaches my soul but when I'm doing things that are uncomfortable how can I offer up that for other people so in prayer and in thanksgiving in that moment yeah yeah and you shared one thing about suffering I'm just going to kind of kind of quoted it from you when we were talking about this before but I thought this was really powerful when you shared this with me you said when you're going through all this suffering a lot of the times you would ask the question I think this is a question we've all asked some time in our life why me why is this suffering happening to me and now that you've kind of reflected back on your life and kind of found the blessings now you've kind of transformed that question from why this is a suffering happening to me to why me? Why do I deserve such love? Mm-hmm. You know, why do I deserve so many blessings, so many gifts in my life? And I think that's a beautiful mentality to have. So going forward, uh, I know we try to give you guys challenges. Uh, we're not quite to the end of the episode. Sorry, we're going a little over this week, but it's all for good stuff. So our challenge, I guess, for this week is to take your time this week to recognize those blessings in your life. And especially in the hard times, especially in the sufferings, whatever you're going through right now, just take some time with it at the end of your day maybe maybe even sit down with your family and just think about what blessing is coming out of this right now what how is God going to use this to to bless us uh, because God always takes the bad situations and makes good stuff come out of it so and that is just something that has been a common theme with of my friends is it is in our most suffering moments where we are just so vulnerable but that is where we invite Jesus in and that is where ultimately his suffering it's like why are we suffering why are we suffering and then we realize well this is why he suffered because he wanted to show us how deep his love was for us and so in every moment the hard moments the happy moments to just praise i think that gratitude is huge just one last thing uh before we kind of wrap stuff up here uh so obviously soccer has been a huge part of your life and you've been doing some mentoring lately and I know we kind of talked about how you're trying to keep your faith an integral part of that, especially with the kids. What advice, kind of maybe just one thing that you would give to young athletes coming up and trying to keep their faith live in in their sport and in whatever they're doing? Well, I think it can get caught up in especially training and wanting to be the best and, and all of that. We get caught up in how can we... I don't, I'm going to say people cut corners, but they, they leave out stuff where they're, they're trying so hard on their own. And I know this, like physically, I was working so hard yeah. and trying to do it all in my own strength. 
And when we surrender that, and I had to be beaten down with injuries to finally surrender and be like, okay, God, <laughs> take it, like, <laughs> done. But just humble in the process, hardworking, but surrendering that and just letting God, and I know living out the faith in that, but th- I heard this in in, um, in church. Father Brian, I go to Our Lady of Lords in Denver, and Shut I up. love it. Just met him this morning. Yeah, Great awesome. Guy. Yep. Um, but talking about like the church and how it's kind of a marriage between Christ and the church. And when you, and about being obedient or doing things for people or trying to give up things for people, when you love someone so much, things change. Like you start to act differently. You start to, your actions change. And so just thinking of that when you love another person, but when you fall in love with Jesus, that changing your actions, praising and all of that. So that transforms you. It, it's not as hard as you think it is when you just surrender that to him. And so in the, in soccer, in a sport, in whatever you're doing, um, just offering up, Lord, this is for you. Like, instead of operating on your own strength. Absolutely. So really quick, uh, we'll just go do some shout-outs. Do you have any shout-outs you want to share? Oh, well, always my family. There. <laughs> my parents are coming out for Thanksgiving. My brother and his wife, Sammy, and their two kids. Uh I don't get to see him till no. Actually, I'm going home in December, and for I'm Christmas. going to well, no, for before oh, that. Okay. So, I actually Sidewalk Prophets were a huge journey in my music, in my faith. KSBJ, I got to meet Sidewalk Prophets mm-hmm. and became just loved them, and didn't realize how much music I loved of them. But through them, have opened the doors just for more music stuff, um, and I'm going to big church night out in Rockford, Illinois. Oh, so awesome. I'm going to see them again because they were here in Springs. But gosh, just my family, my roommates, of course, my book study, my premier family. I have a lot of different... <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then I've just been to shots. like Friendsgivings with a ton of other people. Yeah. Just the Denver connections and all my soccer peeps in every city, teammates and... Yeah, so if any of y'all are listening, uh, a lot of love here from Denver. Uh, make sure you're checking out those blessings for sure. I'll give out a couple of shout outs here real quick too, uh, especially to my family who's all coming out here for Thanksgiving too. Uh, mm-hmm. Dylan's here in the room. I got uh, my younger brothers are coming with my mom. Uh, we're going to have Thanksgiving here. And then also to Nicole, thanks for helping me actually think about being grateful because I really wouldn't be giving this podcast if that wasn't the case. So yeah. yeah. And a shout out to my sister for opening her home. Yes, yes, for Which, allowing us to turn this into a recording studio without yeah. your knowledge or permission. So thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so before we, we wrap things up here real quick, uh, do, is there a place people can find you at Premier Designs if, they, if they're interested? Oh, well, I have my website, which is premierdesigns.com slash Brittany Bach. But on Instagram and Facebook, I post a lot of stuff about that. So great my instagram is britbach11 <laughs> check her out yeah. on instagram or, or at the website i'll, I'll put uh, all of her connections at the the notes section of the podcast too and i'll try and have a link for the lore story blessing song too yeah. so if y'all want to check that out we'll have that at the bottom uh, along with the rest of her information all that stuff so thanks again for joining us on the adventure uh this week it's thanks been, for letting me hang out with you guys yeah, it's been fun we'll, we'll talk to you guys again next week I guess but uh, happy Thanksgiving and uh, remember to be grateful thanks for joining us on the adventure y'all have a good one